One of the first questions I often ask couples who are planning to get married is, what happens when a promise is broken? What happens when a promise is broken? Right up front, early on. And asking that question sometimes results in nervous glances between the soon-to-be-married individuals and troubled, even irritated expressions on one or both faces. For those couples who are not members of the congregation, I imagine an unspoken message passed from one to the other, something like, I thought you said a Unitarian minister would be fun and laid back. This guy is just a downer. And it is maybe indicative of my age that I imagine someone saying, a downer. And I get it. There they are, smack dab in the midst of the exhilaration of having mutually decided to join their lives together, readying themselves to make promises, not only to one another, but both also making promises to this state of being, this place, this space called marriage. And a minister who is uniquely poised in this society to facilitate the expression of these promises to support the couple in making these promises and to call the gathered community to witness and affirm these promises is saying, so, what happens when you fail to keep a promise? What then? Which is not only a jarring question, but also seems to hold within it a dire prediction that promises will be broken. What happens when you break a promise, which will no doubt happen? There were some similar reactions within the congregation to the sermon title for this new member recognition Sunday. Broken promises, really? On this Sunday, doesn't that seem a little dark for a celebratory Sunday? Isn't that indeed a dire prediction that the promises made today will be broken? Yes. Yes, in both cases. It is a prediction and a realistic one. I believe. Holding this community dear and inspired by our common principles, we covenant to, we promise to respect and trust each other, accept our differences and shortcomings, practice patience, compassion, and empathy, listen deeply, speak truthfully, be honest and authentic, support the congregation with our presence, participation, and financial gifts, celebrate our life together. Will any one of us keep these promises every moment of every day in every activity within this congregation and in every interaction we have with another? Any hands? But what is the use of a covenant then? If we can't keep it, what's the purpose? If I begin by accepting the fact that I will break a promise Am I not just setting myself up for failure? I don't think so. I think we are more apt to set ourselves up for failure by embracing perfectionism. Let me explain. First of all, promises are meant to pull us outside of what we know we can do. Can you imagine a covenant of that which I can be sure to attain? 
holding my own satisfaction supreme and inspired by my own appetites and desires, I covenant to very occasionally rise above the distraction of my daily life and my natural selfishness and self-absorption to recognize that other people exist and to offer sporadic acts of kindness when it fits my schedule and makes me feel good. See what I mean? I don't need that covenant filled with promises that I know I can keep. I need to share a covenant with all of you that allows us to, in the words of Beverly and David Bumba, call out of each other's strengths, wisdom, and compassion that we never knew we had. I need to make promises that allow me to tap in words from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, but which are applicable to all of us, I think, addict and non-addict alike as we seek to nurture spiritual growth. I need to make promises that allow me to tap, quote, unsuspected inner resources, unquote. By calling me beyond what I feel sure I can do, by calling me beyond what I can achieve perfectly, I can tap resources that have never before been called upon. And I also need to be part of a covenant that recognizes by pulling me past what I know I can do that I will sometimes fail. I need a covenant that allows for failure, forgiveness, and restoration. And I believe that far from setting us up for failure, that allows us to live our covenant in a real, grounded, ongoing way. Whereas if I choose to remain in the la-la land of perfectionism, believing that a promise once broken is beyond redemption or restoration, I may never feel compelled to call on those hidden strengths, wisdom, and compassion that dwell within. I may never discover those unsuspected hidden resources that come with trying and trying again because I am paralyzed by my own perceived failure. Because when you look at it, perfectionism allows but a handful of options. If I read the words of this covenant, make these promises with the rest of the congregation, sign my name to the written framed covenant signature plates, and then fail to listen deeply or to be honest and authentic, what do I do in the wake of a broken promise? I can live in denial and engage in creative justification for my action or inaction, trying to shoehorn my behavior into the covenant. Okay, it may have seemed like I wasn't listening deeply, but it was only because you. It may have appeared that I wasn't being authentic, but the situation was such that you get the picture. I can say, stupid covenant. It was never achievable anyway. And stop paying attention to it. Stop listening to its call. I can decide that we all say these words, but we don't really mean them. So I'll just pay lip service. Which would lead me to serious questions about what we all are doing here. I can decide that the covenant is fine, but I am a failure and continue to repeat the words or not, but now disconnected from and even resentful of the promises made therein. Or I can decide that the covenant is fine, but that I am not. 
I can't measure up and end up leaving this community because it simply reminds me of my failure. I don't like those options for any of you. I want a covenant that calls us to stretch and grow and do things we never thought we could do, but which also keeps us humble, recognizing that we will fail to meet the promises that we make sometimes, but that there is always a chance to begin again, to start from here. There is always a path to restoration. There's a hymn in our gray hymnal, which I did not choose for today, but many of you may be familiar with. It's number 188, Come, Come, Whoever You Are. It reads, Come, Come, Whoever You Are, Wanderer, Worshipper, Lover of Leaving. Ours is no caravan of despair. Come, yet again come. It is by Persian Sunni Muslim poet, Jurist, Islamic scholar, theologian, and Sufi mystic, Rumi. And it is a beautiful, welcoming poem. The verse from the poem that you don't see here, but that is often sung with this, it's not in our hymnal, but it often appears in uh, congregational singing. It goes like this. Even if you have broken your vows a thousand times, come, Yet again, come. So you've broken your vows a thousand times. Come. Yet again, come. My vows do not lose their hold on me because I have failed. The call is all the stronger to come back, to start again, to pick myself up and promise again in whatever form and with whatever purpose I am called to as I learn more about who I am and who I am called to be. It is not a recognition that we will inevitably break promises that leads to failure. Rather, it is perfectionism which leads to the current shallow relationship to promises we see in public and political life the cynical use of promises to manipulate others, the empty statement when forced to admit to promises broken that I am not a perfect person. Really? Tell me something I don't know. Join the club now. What about the promise? What about restoration? What about acknowledgement that a promise is broken and where do we go from here? It is not a recognition that we will inevitably break promises that renders promises meaningless. Rather, it is an unrealistic expectation that we will be able to keep the promises we make perfectly and that if we don't, the promise becomes worthless. Or tragically, we consider ourselves worthless. It is part of the unfortunate societal tendency to discard rather than restore that suggests to us that if a promise is broken, if a relationship is broken, if a commitment is broken, there is nothing to do but throw it away. But that's not really how life works, is it? When it comes to us, when it comes to humans and human relationships, what happens if we throw away everything that is broken? 
singer, songwriter, poet, novelist, Leonard Cohen, who died just a little over a year ago, says this in the chorus of his song, Anthem. Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Blessed, writes John Burens, blessed are those who yearn more for deepening than escape, who are not afraid to grow in spirit. Recognizing that a broken promise is still a promise, acknowledging failure, providing a means for restoration and rebuilding trust and affirming the inherent worth and dignity of each person, that is a path toward deepening rather than escape. It says, in fact, that we can't escape a promise simply by breaking it. That it calls to us even when we have fallen, especially when we have fallen. It calls us to rise and return. So you've broken your vows a thousand times. Come. Yet again, come. We have broken a promise or felt broken as another broke a promise to us. Come. Yet again, come. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Blessed are those who yearn for deepening more than escape, says John Burens, who are not afraid to grow in spirit. And if I could add a few lines to his Beatitudes, I would say, blessed are those who promise in all sincerity. Blessed are those who seek forgiveness and reconciliation when they fall short of those promises. Blessed are those who do not discard promises when they are not fully realized, but humbly return to them, stretching themselves over and over to reach toward their highest aspirations, tapping unsuspected inner resources. Blessed are those who encourage others when promises are broken, who open ways toward restoration and reconciliation, and who thus call out of each other strengths, wisdom, and compassion that we never knew we had. Blessed are they indeed.